Today's episode is a very special one. I've been meaning to do this for years. Uh, before I had the podcast, before I was doing anything music related, anything uh, on the on the journalism side, I guess. Uh, I caught this band El Haru Koroi uh, at the Mission Tobacco Lounge in Riverside in 2015. They played with a younger Chicano Batman at the time. Uh, this is just before they started hitting the road. I think before their first, correct me if I'm wrong, later East Coast tour. And I caught them with the aforementioned El Haru Koroi, who uh, opened for them. I believe they were headlining anyway. Uh, one of the most impressive shows I had seen in a long time. And to this day, uh, one of the most impressive sets. I've caught them at smaller places since. I caught them at... Um, the Thirsty Crow or the Tipsy Crow, I can't remember which one it is, over in uh, Silver Lake. And they had this, they're kind of tucked in the corner, playing their whatever you want to call it. We we talked about this too, that they can never really be defined at this point. Uh, I just, I've been doing this for five years and I still don't have a label in any capacity for what they do. It's Latin, it's jazzy, it's there's some gumbia in there, there's some like almost punk elements. So I caught them again recently at the Highland Park Bowl in Highland Park. And um, we talked, I was talking with uh, Dominic, uh, the drummer, about, uh, about something. We were talking about music, I guess, and then I ended up meeting Mike, the bassist, and I had met Erika. Uh, vocal and guitarist um, years ago at I think it was Thirsty Crow so the circle was complete and I thought get them on the podcast since I have this thing going now and they were more than happy to oblige which was really cool because I couldn't wait to sit down with them we went to this place in Boyle Heights and a newer coffee shop and we talked about that too Boyle Heights is slowly slowly turning into Highland Park, Echo Park, Silver Lake. You get my drift. Um, they're fighting it. It's it's happening slowly, but these newer places are creeping in. And we talked about those. We talked about their DIY ethic they've maintained for the better chunk of their career, which is, uh, needless to say, admirable. So I'm going to play a song from their latest album, 192192192. I want to play the old stuff because I absorbed it so much. And this one I got to a little later, but it's just, it's just them. It's solid. And this one is called Invenciones, uh, track two from 192192192. Enjoy.
thanks for doing this. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I've been following you guys since Thank you. Uh, I saw you with Chicano Batman years ago. With, oh, uh, the, uh, maybe... Mission Tobacco Lounge. Did oh, you play with okay. Chicano Batman? We yeah. did there, yeah. I yeah, think that was our yeah. first time playing at Mission Tobacco Lounge. Yeah. yeah, that was a really cool spot. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I just like happened to go there one day. Oh, I really? I saw a show, uh, saw that there was going to be a show. And I was yeah. Like, yeah, it was such a blast. Yeah. That was a good night, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then like, a month or a few months later, like, I, I moved to D.C. Oh. And then they ended up playing at this tiny, like, uh-huh. uh, cafe, restaurant type uh-huh. thing right across from my apartment. Oh, wow. It was so funny. Wow. Well, you guys have been around for... 15 years. 15 years. Yeah. A number of years. A number of years. Feeling good about it? But we've been playing for longer, with around, as a uh, not as a group, but just as uh, yeah, as individuals. Play, we've, well, we, been we've known together. each other for like twenty years. Mm. How'd you guys no. meet in uh, at, college? At uh, yeah, Pasadena City College That's music awesome. department. Oh, so everybody was studying music. Yeah, yeah. we were studying jazz. Yeah, it's yeah. so cool. And everybody grew up here, right? Partially. Yeah. Partially, yeah. Mm-hmm. All of us in LA. Mm. I noticed, I think, uh, Erika, you were saying at, uh, what is that place, Highland Park Bowl? Oh, yeah. You said it wasn't your first time playing there, but it was your first time playing in As that it, situation? Yes, because that place was, uh, um, it's, it's, a, it's a historical spot before it was what it was, what it is now. Uh-huh. Was like a divey bar, uh, and they would host like open mics, and it was a place where various of our groups played for played there, um, and and then we played as a band there mm-hmm. several yeah. times. Yeah, I think it was a really important place that uh, helped expand the growth of our of, of our own personal music and, mm-hmm. and you know the music that was to come. Mm-hmm. After that, because there used to be these open mics, and we would just go and show up, and uh, as like our bands, and just start playing. Yeah. And it just kind of, you know, it was every every week, so it was kind of a thing that we did every week. You know, so you go to school, you go to rehearsal, you go play an open mic and play a gig, and mm-hmm. we were always stuff working stuff out so it really helped I, I think it really helped mm. the yeah. process you know it was really divey though <laughs> which is not a bad thing but, but it had its charm yeah I mean there, there was it was also a place where you could you could try different stuff <clears throat> a lot of um, a lot of um, early 2000s indie rock went through there I, I think the Icarus line played there a couple times if I'm not mistaken uh-huh. uh, um, I know Beck played there a while back. It had been going really? on for the yeah in the in the late nineties. <clears throat> Mr. Teasbull is a spot. Uh, it's, so it's connected to LA music history. And then when the gentrification happened of Highland Park, it turned into this Disneyland looking, <laughs> you know, bowling alley. Bowling alley. Bullshit. Yeah, it's, it's like seventy bucks to bowl there, and that's what it cost to bowl. Oh yeah, yeah. it's totally wow. fucking awful. Seventy dollars an hour. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, it's ridiculous. 
So what was it like? So Mr. T's, what's it called? Mr. T's Bowling? Mr. T's Bowling. Bowling. Yeah. It was a bowling alley back in the day. Oh, okay. And then it became a local dive bar slash music venue. Yeah. And uh, it was great. With, with no bowling. With no they bowling. Had put a, they had put a, like a curtain covering the bowling alleys behind behind the stage. Right. So like if we, uh, all our instrument cases would be, you could see the bowling alley just, you know, like, just sad right there. Yeah. You know? but, uh, but and the occasional musician would go back there and take a puff of some <laughs> now legal marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a spot for fun. So the so the venue was always like up front in that road. Uh, up, yeah, right in front of the like the beginning of the the lanes, like mm. where the foul line oh, would I kind see. of be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and there was like a, also a counter. Apparently, they had they served food. Huh? I never had food there. Yeah, they 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 had like the old um, like in the bowling alleys where they have the uh, the coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they have that. They had a kitchen, <laughs> but all they, that's gone. Yeah. yeah it's Nothing like how it well, is. Well, now it's like a, you know, a 22 hour burger or yeah, something like right. that. Yeah, pizza. And, yeah, now it's so it's different. It's just fucking lame. It's the fucking <laughs> lame of gentrification. It's, you know, totally boring, homogenous. Yeah. You know, where people from other parts of the country come and, like, <laughs> settle and, like, bring their money and, and their lack of, total lack of culture. I said it. <laughs> Every, I mean, everybody's thinking it, right? Because yeah. it's just what it's what it's becoming. And I heard that just this whole area had, had seen that this in recent too, years. This too, yeah. Like, Although I think this area is still holding strong, but we're, we're in Boyle Heights, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah this Boyle area Heights. is still, you know, holding strong. But there are signs of that. Obviously, where we're at now. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, the, I mean, the yeah. neighbors across the street from me are are super super white. But I mean, I I don't even know. Like they don't. They don't, the, the neighbors who used to live there were an old couple and they were always on their porch and everybody in my neighborhood, we, we kind of know each other, you know, all the neighbors are outside and talking to each other, you know, primarily Latino and, mm-hmm. and uh, these people moved in and they just, they don't come out, they just, you know. They just, they just keep to themselves. They just keep to themselves, you know, maybe, the maybe they're not comfortable, but, you know, one would tend to think that they're just not open to associating themselves with the neighborhood and are waiting for a day when the neighborhood is not like that. (laughs) It's funny because I was, uh, I follow, I think it's just called DTLA on Facebook and it's just like whoever lives in the area and wants to talk about the neighborhood, talk about what's going on, things like that. They were saying, uh, somebody was complaining like, oh, I've lived here for a few years and Everybody uh, is just playing music all of a sudden, like, like all late into the night and this and that. And like, it's always but you been moved into that neighborhood, right? You know? It's like, why are you complaining? Yeah, because they don't like joy. <laughs> no, I, I really, true. I really do think so. I really think that a lot of people can't, they can't accept other people, working people, and their joy. Yeah. Well, so there's definitely something wrong with certain people <laughs> they don't like music you know yeah you know there, there's a a place in new orleans it's called the, the marini mm-hmm. and there used to be uh this place called mimi's it was a two-story uh like venue mm-hmm. basically Is bottom it bottom it's no it's there but oh. they it, it used to be new orleans just 
people, you know, from New Orleans. But since Katrina, all these places got wiped out and, you know, people left and went to Texas. And, like, now people moving in there are, like, not from there mm-hmm. and investing in this, this region. And, you know, you're in New Orleans, which is, like, the birthplace of jazz and, like, just music and party all the time and, mm-hmm. and festivals and stuff. And they shut it down. They shut it down as a music venue because Damn. the music was spilling out into the residential homes and these people that moved in, they were like, you know, this is like too loud. And it's like, come on, you moved to New Orleans. Yeah. You got to know this. Like, why know? did you move? Why did you move? Yeah. No sense of culture, no sense of history, no sense of, and a, a sense of entitlement and the, and, uh, you know, this attitude that the world revolves around them and their money. Yeah. Because and they're the ones who rebuilt the neighborhood. They're and the ones who... Right. Know, yeah. They take credit for... It's just land grabbing and that's the whole yeah. history of the United States. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> that is true. Truth. Uh, a friend of mine uh, interviewed a, another band from... Uh, this guy was from Highland Park and he said he had moved out, you know, years ago and missed the gentrification. Until he came back. And Until he came back and he's like... I remember when you couldn't go to Highland Park Bowl, like yeah. where that area, yeah. you know, where that area yeah, is. Yeah, sketchy. Hi-Hat. Yeah. You're saying Hi-Hat is a place you didn't walk by, plus you had business there. You know, the, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Mr. Park. T's, uh, a few musicians actually got robbed at gunpoint. Mm. Wow. You know, and, you know, you would occasionally see the, you know, the, the ghetto bird flying around and chases on Fig mm-hmm. and all this was not the, the best neighborhood. <laughs> did that did that uh, neighborhood inform the music at all? Like your music? It was just I feel like it was a, a platform for us to to uh, you know play and try like he said try different things. Um, even the open mic thing, like I would go there by myself and play. It was just a good a good spot for that and. and and I mean, they came to know us. Like the sound guy Arlo came to know us. And it was just a very a spot that was welcoming. Yeah. You know. And, but as everything things pass, things change. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's how it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so your three albums. Are yes, three albums and, and some singles. And some singles, yeah. Yeah. And you took this all to Japan. We did. We took uh, the third album to Japan, uh, 192, 192, 192, and then in 2016, and then uh, we did it again in 2018 for the Day of the Dead tour, Dia de los Muertos tour. We released um, two singles, well, 45, mm-hmm. out there, and we did a tour taking Dia de los Muertos to Japan. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, making altars everywhere. And, oh, that's awesome. And, uh, you know, we, we each brought our photos. We encouraged people to bring their photos, you know. But they also, they also have a very similar culture in terms of, of uh, how they honor their dead. Mm. It was it. What, what parallels did you find? Ancestor, um, reverence. I'm not going to say worship. Uh, that's... Um, just the reverence for our ancestors mm-hmm. uh, and bloodlines and um, making offerings. 
there's a lot of parallel. I mean, worldwide in indigenous cultures, mm-hmm. they say a lot of the, it's very similar. Yeah, yeah. And Oban. Yeah, Oban Odori is called Oban Odori, mm. and it's uh, basically kind of the same idea is that, is that they believe that the the dead are walking the earth at a specific time. And so, you know, it's. I think it falls. It, it, it falls. Yeah, it falls in a couple Summer months before. Mm-hmm. Before, but I'm, I'm not exactly sure. So which route? August. 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 I wanted to say August, but I, I don't want to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. I'll take. No, it. We'll I think just, I we'll do remember August. Yeah. <laughs> it's in the fall. It's like sometime it is in late the fall. summer, early fall. That's because I remember I took took my my kid there uh-huh. to. One of the temples on First Street had a little, like, Tariana with oh. Pearl Bond. So yeah, yeah. You write, you write name, you write stuff. Oh, it's awesome. It's pretty cool. Shinto, I think the root is Shinto. It's the original religion before mm-hmm. Buddhism, etc. Is this what drew you to, like, why Japan? Well, we had a, we had a connection with Shin Miyata through, uh, I believe it was, well, Eddie, Eddie Rivas, who Dave. recorded us. Eddie and David. Ed, and then he showed our CD to David Gomez. Mm-hmm. And then David Gomez has worked with Shin over the years. And he told Shin, hey, you have to come check him out, you know. And Shin was in L.A. And he was at Nila, right? Yeah. Nila. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vassal Park. And he came out. And uh, we played. And we talked. We met. Yeah, you liked it. Or was another time we played with Chicano Batman? That was another oh, time we played. Yeah, played you're right. Three but, three but there was a, there was a, actually the time before that is when Shin came and we had just, I'm not sure if we just finished the album or had maybe just pressed the album Cantagayo. But, um, That's right. But we showed him that. E- either, either I gave him a burned disc or, or I gave them the actual disc as it just came out I, that I can't remember but he was in town mm-hmm. and um, Shin was in town and David Gomez said said to uh, Eddie he said hey uh, you should you should get that CD so Eddie called me up and told me hey like can I get one of your CDs mm-hmm. or can I get the thing I think I think the CD had just come out so I, I went and I passed him one of our CDs and then he got it to Gomez it was like a you know yeah. big chain and we, he, we got it to him and then the next time he came we, we actually met him because we didn't we didn't actually meet him that time right. but I, I got him the material cool yeah and this has always been like a DIY operation like you said yes yes we're, we're fiercely independent <laughs> for, for, for a long time uh, and like I said before the only time we've had a experience of management is in Japan with Shin. Mm-hmm. That's our only experience of, of managing experience. Yeah. Right, right. But other than that, we do it ourselves mm-hmm. all these years. Yeah. What inspired that? Was this uh, something... Say it, Mike. <laughs> well, there's a certain amount of flexibility that comes with independence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, through... Etika, Etika was a university. Um, 
I like saying it like that. That sounds so... At university? At university. <laughs> at uni? But, yeah. Like, I'll start saying it like that. But, uh, you know, I was raising a child, mm-hmm. uh, co-parenting a child. Uh, I Now I have another child on the way. So there's a certain amount of flexibility. If you're beholden to contracts and companies, if, if, you're, if you've got a boss, basically, mm-hmm. you, you, you don't have the flexibility. Right, right. So there's flexibility independence. And, you know, you, you lose some things, but you gain some things. Mm-hmm. It, there's some things that are harder, but uh, there are some things that are... So, uh, I mean, we're currently still independent, so yeah. I mean, maybe if anybody wants to know what, what happened in five years. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I love that, yeah, you're not beholden to anybody. It's definitely the beauty of that. I mean, I, I feel like if the right person came along and had, we had like, the opportunity to do it, uh, it would have to be like really good like, circumstances or um, it, it'd have to be very specific, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. to consider, fully consider it. Yeah. You know? How many people have approached you? Over the over the oh. years, fifteen years, you've got to be not well, serious approaches, as yeah, in like not, really. not unsolicited. Yeah, yeah, like maybe somebody Folks. overheard you uh, at one of your gigs. We we've had a number of people. Them. We've had we've had a few meetings, you know, but seems uh, we you know, we just we just kind of push on, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of push on doing. It just things. doesn't seem right. They they a lot. I okay, like we're listening to music up here. Right? Yeah. It is what it is, but a lot of people, when they want to get involved, they kind of want to change the music yeah. to suit a market, yeah. rather than not leaving it what it is. Mm-hmm. That's where the independence, that, that is the main reason, mm-hmm. I think, to remain independent. Mm-hmm. If somebody you know wanted to just take it as it is, mm-hmm. as it is, and um, then market it appropriately. Yeah. But according to your vision. Yeah, it was yeah, basically of course. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean of course there's negotiation of course, you know. Yeah, there's some wiggle room, you know. But everybody's gotta make it everybody's gotta eat. Yeah. But, but uh, in fifteen years you never bought it. Right? You never bought into the idea that like we need a label, we need A and R, we need all this sort of nonsense. Like, no, I think that when people started approaching us and they were talking about things, you know, they you know Maybe, for example, they, they might have like said cumbia to us too many times, and we were just like, we're, you know, we're not a cumbia band. Yeah, we're not you a know? cumbia band. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's not, like, it's not like I don't like cumbias, you know, like mm-hmm. it's good, but, yes. you know, the, the, the music that we play, our influences are, are very, are, are all over the place, and in our music, we, we just put it all in there. And, mm-hmm. We're not, you know, a couple of songs might be cumbia, a couple of, they they might be something else. Yeah, and that's that's how we like that's how we like to play. You know? What I always loved about your your albums is that they're not like you never pigeonhole yourself. You know, you always did. You know, this one is you can make an entire album from two songs and then an entire album from the rest. Or, yeah. yeah we get really bored really easily. Yeah. <laughs> I think all the three of us get really bored. Uh-huh. Um, and um, 
you can edit out this pause. Um, <laughs> I, wanna, I, wanna, I wanna like nail it. I, just, I think we all don't like to pander. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just, just doing our shit. If you like our shit, <laughs> great. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. we've played so many gigs. You know, and like, you know, people, sometimes people want you to be something. Sometimes they want you to be what they want you to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm not speaking about fans or listeners. I'm yeah. About, uh, I'm talking about the people who make money off of musician labor. Yeah. Whose labor is making money off of labor. Yeah. Um, they want you to be a product that's something that has. Um, they don't accept things as they are. And I keep saying this. Mm-hmm. This pandering is, is a, well, you know, just blocks it. just doesn't free flow it. I mean, you know, sometimes we think like, oh, you know, let's, let's, let's write a banger. But like, if it mm-hmm. doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. <laughs> because, yeah. I don't know. You're just doing your thing. We're fucking artists, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so everybody's got like a, a day job then. I need a day anymore. job. Mm. <laughs> I, I always did, but I, I don't anymore. Mm. I, yeah, and I used to, and I, I don't anymore. Mm. So it's all music for now? At this point, I think we're all just doing music. And, mm. you so know, for me, it's a mixture. For yeah. me, it's mm. poverty. Mm. Um, I know, I like how I said it. I said it super matter of fact in dead pants. Like, really? And then you look me square dude. in the eye. No, I know. I, I, know. I love he's the real. Bullshit. He's the real artist in the I, band. I love doing that. No. <laughs> um, no, I just got you know, just got to get survival gigs. Mm-hmm. You know, that's it. Survival gig. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Teaching or, I don't know, security, janitorial. Mm. So you're... Are you a teacher as well? Zedika, you're a teacher, right? I, I was. What? Not, I'm not uh, currently teaching anymore. I teach privately. Mm-hmm. I teach private. I teach private bass guitar lessons mm-hmm. for I specialize in plug? adults. Yes, plug. <laughs> I know it's plug, right? I'm going to hashtag the hell out of you. Hashtag. Know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. But yeah, day jobs. No, I've had a number of day jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Number, yeah. Me too. Yeah, same. <laughs> this is definitely not full time for me, so yeah. it will be, ideally. So, <laughs> I like the. You just uh, gotta plunge into it. Yeah. You just yeah. gotta, just go for it. Mm. It's hard at first, but. Uh, yeah. You just gotta do it. It's it's really hard, you know. I I find myself like uh, I mean, one might have seen me out every night of the week, before, uh-huh. and blowing my money and uh, having a good time but right. <laughs> but but I also had a job at that point and now now that I'm I'm just doing music I just tend to do like uh, our old teacher at Pasadena City College Bobby Bradford mm-hmm. used to tell us every day when we were leaving finishing the jazz improv class or save the uh, yeah <laughs> save your money or the jazz combo he would just say all right, see you guys next time. Oh, and save your money, you know, and every time. And now that just that just goes on in my head all the time now. I'm just like, man, I can't go out anymore. I'd yeah. rather just stay home and drink a beer at my house or, you know, just just stay there and make music or, you know, 
do whatever and you know I it's uh, sometimes I feel like dang I, I gotta get out there I gotta I gotta get out but then if I go out then I spend money and yeah and the next day I'm like damn it I don't have that money <laughs> you know Same. I, and I'm not I'm not rich but I'm I'm living I'm living a good life right mm-hmm. now so and the good life is just staying home <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, I did the same. Like, I used to just go out all the time, going to shows, going to yeah. bars and whatever. And then Yeah, I used to. One day it just kind of clicks, and you're just like, well, that's ridiculous. Why am I spending all this money yeah. on something I mean, it's I don't good to do it for a time in your life, and then, you know, and then you just take a break. Mm-hmm. And then oh, yeah. every now and then go out. Or, I, yeah, I don't, I don't go out, like, a lot, a lot. I was always really... Uh, Mm-hmm. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, every now and then I think it's. I like to see what, like in music shows, like what they, what's out there, mm-hmm. you know. But not, I don't go overboard at all. So. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. What were the spots at the time then, like uh, venue-wise? Mm, there was. Well, we used to play at a spot a lot. Well, not us, but when we were in another group at, at, the, at the Temple Bar. Land. Oh yeah, Space Land, uh, which is now Satellite. satellite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, the garage, which is now which is now the Virgil, which before that was the Little Temple. Mm. Uh, that is such a pain to find parking. Oh yeah, place. always. Oh my god. Yeah. The Anti Club, <laughs> which became Anti Club. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, Gabba. Oh, Al's Bar. Owl's oh, yeah. Bar? In Owl's Bar. Back mm. in the day. Which is not there anymore. Mm. It's now, it's in the, the Arts District the area. The Americana Hotel. Now it's something else. Yeah. I mean, things have changed. You know? yeah. Now you don't have the venues or the spots that we used to go to. They're different. They change names or they just completely change. Mm-hmm. Now it's different, yeah. It's all looking like a, like resident. Right. Yeah. 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 It's pretty normy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like super normy. <laughs> yeah. There, there also used <laughs> to be a lot of uh, underground yes. spots in in downtown LA. Like th- that's where usually like I I used to go out and just party in downtown mm-hmm. when it was empty and people used to just have parties and and you could go there and different so many I I wouldn't know what the name of the venue what what they would call it I don't, I don't remember them anymore but underground so yeah. they were just they were just you knew of these places and you would go there. Mm-hmm. There was one in, Shala, in yeah, Shala. in particular in Shala, which, which is which is now a parking lot, I think. For, or no, it's a sheriff station or like a police. Station. For the police station. Yeah, oh, wow. It's right, Main Street. right next to the. Uh, uh, How about that, huh? The, <laughs> yeah, Viviana's. Only in fucking L.A. Yeah. Well, the yeah. the long arm of the law <laughs> fucking takes takes a. Uh, Takes away culture. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you, you cool. used to have to know like the, the, the password. They would send it through email, Damn, or you used cool. to, or you used to have like this need to have a coin, uh-huh. and you could bring, you know, your guests in, and then you go in through the back door. Yeah, and then, super rad. And then you go downstairs into this basement area where they had a stage and a, you know, yeah. a bar and. And now the cops got it. Well, now it's it's, it's totally gone. It's totally cop. gone. It's totally gone. There used to be another place called. Uh, we, is a uh, Jim Fitapaldi's place. Mm. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. <laughs> and he, it used to be a 
uh, you know, speakeasy art art model, you know, kind of kind of drawing place, mm -hmm. and then after that, it would turn into a you know, just kind of after hours event. Yeah, yeah. It sucks too, because like, uh, so I spend a lot of time in Pomona. It's yeah, it's easy to get to. You know, yeah. it's halfway, seemingly halfway between you know where I live and and here. So it's like if I don't want to drive too far. We had a couple of venues that were just so great back in the day, and then one of them just shut down because they just didn't feel like doing it anymore, I guess. And it's owned by one of the big named, you know, uh, and they just decided, oh, we own this bar, and we don't want to have shows anymore. It's like, well, okay, you just killed, like, part of yeah. the scene here for no reason, you know? It's a shame. Yeah, it definitely sucks. <laughs> definitely sucks. Mm. Yeah, well, so... A lot, of, a lot of shit has changed. <laughs> also, we should probably... What, do you, what is the age range of your listenership, do you think? Uh, 30s, 20s and 30s. 20s and 30s. Yeah. <laughs> Good. They get to see like what is in store for them. <laughs> I'm 45, and my, uh, con my compatriots are younger than I am. Mm. I don't know about how much... I never really asked them how old they are. <laughs> uh, I think Erika is still 25. Yeah. <laughs> vampire. No, <I'm> <laughs> Erika is the oldest living vampire in <laughs> California. And Dominic, 26? Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> 45. Probably like 36. Yeah. <laughs> I was born More in like... 1974. Mm. Chew on that for a while. <laughs> I was born in 88. I was in the eighth grade. I had a ducktail. <laughs> I listened to Stevie You had a ducktail? I got a ducktail. Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't know that. Well, I'm, I'm 10 years older than you, so mm. your listeners can do the math. <laughs> it was so funny at that show at, uh, I keep wanting Scripps? to call it Harvard Scripps. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. You said, like, stick in there, or, like, you know. they were studying. Yeah, they finals. were. <laughs> you are like, trying to encourage them. And I know. I think I might have said something about, like, uh, school. Something about school. I, I don't remember. Yeah, like you missed grad school or something like that. Or, like, I, I, you I remember, remember the setting. They were in that zone, and I remember being in that zone, too. And, and now, looking back, I'm like, oh, man, that, I mean, yeah, I got a degree or whatever. But honestly, as I, if I think about it, like, we were just, as kids, when you're in school, you're conditioned. You're conditioned and programmed, like, you gotta go to school, you gotta go to school, you gotta get a job. That's yeah. like the main goal that they tell you to have. Like, what are you gonna be when you grow up type mm -hmm. thing? And so they embed this idea in your head as kids through yes. the school system. And then of course, obviously your parents are gonna be like, yeah, you wanna, well, my parents being immigrants, they would be like, you know, um, you know, go to school, stay in school, because that's the only way you're going to get ahead, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So that was embedded in my head. And I was maybe the first, first one um, to go to, yeah, first one to go to university or whatever, mm -hmm. um, graduate high school or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But looking back, I mean, I don't regret it, but I feel like I spent so much time doing that just studying studying I didn't party in my 20s I we were talking about that like maybe I, I had three times where I partied like I remember memorable 
you know, hangover <laughs> we were, nights. We were yeah. talking about that on Monday. But, <laughs> but I didn't really, I wasn't a drinker. Mm. I, I was just so dedicated to school and work uh, and music. <laughs> mm. All because school, I had the school in the brain and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Take I embed that in my kid's head. He's 23 and I'm just like, you better, I mean, you better do it. It's really, I don't have a degree. Mm. So it's really hard to get a decent, you know, other gig. Yeah. You know, without. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm like that with my kid. I'm yeah. just like, and I don't, you know, and he's like, well, you didn't do it. I'm like, yes, but Point. you are not me, my child. Yeah. You, you need to go to school. <laughs> you need to. It's same. Like I didn't like I took some classes in college and then just kind of did my own thing afterwards. So yeah. I've got nieces that are coming up too, and everybody's talking now about how college is kind of a scam and you know this everybody's oh, taking that debt. route and just forever right yeah that's dead forever i now. feel like there's uh, all, other ways there are definitely other ways i mean i'm not begging on school but you are <laughs> begging you, you know, are totally begging. <laughs> i'm not but i feel like we should be giving the opportunity and just mindset like hey there are other other avenues it doesn't have to be you don't have to get a degree. Like you can find what's of your interest mm-hmm. and then go that route. Or I don't know. There are other ways. Yeah, there feel. there are there are other ways. You just have to be willing to sacrifice. Yes. Sort of a respectability factor, and if you're close to your family, you're gonna have to have boundaries with them. Like, look, just back off. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to school. Yeah, yeah. This. You know, and would also, and if you do do that, don't take money from them. <laughs> Otherwise, now you're beholden to people. And yeah, I yeah. mean, it's it's you know if you want to go, you know, li- life is hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard no matter what you do. Yeah, you know, and there's no, you can't tell the future, mm-hmm. and uh, things get laid out, and life has a way of uh, of throwing more obstacles in your path. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that part in The Empire Strikes Back when Vader starts throwing the stuff at Luke, you know? Yeah. Except there's no cut to the next scene. It just yeah. keeps going. <laughs> going and going. And you're just hanging on and for And you got life. your lightsaber and yeah. you keep flailing away, but you, ain't, you know, you ain't got the force. <laughs> so it just keeps coming uh-huh. and coming and coming, you know? And what and did it you just keep, It just doesn't keep coming. It just doesn't stop. You notice where I'm trying to get at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you just got to hedge your bets. Yeah. That's it. You had your bets. And then, oh, blew it. And then what if you get cancer? Mm. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're out of money. I know, right? So, but that's why music is so wonderful. Mm-hmm. Because it takes you to a place where that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, music is definitely a therapy. For me, personally, it's always been, since I was a teen, like, therapeutic um, medium. And it, honestly, if it wasn't for music, I would have gone really... Uh, bad route. Uh-huh, yeah. Same, same for me. Yeah, I, I, I think. It's uh, important and it's another, it's an invisible uh, language. You know? Yeah. It's something everybody agrees on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, no, yes, I, I agree with all that. Mm. If I have anything to say about jobs and, and school and all that, it's just, uh, I would say it's more important to get out there and meet people and make connections and if and if you're an asshole just try to be less of an asshole <laughs> and, and, and just try and just try to you know make connections because honestly you don't you don't really need 
so much of an education. You need to be intelligent enough that you can hold a job and do the right thing, but mm -hmm. you know, or you know, just to find something. Yeah, to, to learn to hustle. Learn to figure. Learn it to out. hustle. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's more. It's more about who you know mm -hmm. rather than what you know or what you've you know, what you've done, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes that works for people, but usually that works for people with money, yeah. who are automatically going to be connected anyway, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, which, Put yourself it, out there. Yeah, that's, that's one thing that if people, or younger people are really struggling with wanting to be an artist, is that people that are succeeding at a certain level, they sort of set up that way. Mm -hmm. And uh, don't worry about that. But I will say this, one of the good things about education, um, and different types of education, I'm not necessarily saying academic education, but study the damn craft. Yeah. Don't yeah. go the poser way out. Mm -hmm. don't, go the, don't go the, oh, I don't want to learn about whatever. You know, I don't want to take lessons because that's going to stifle my creativity. Right, right. No, don't take lessons. Like, you're not the center of the universe. You didn't invent this shit. <laughs> yeah. Other people invented it thousands of years ago mm -hmm. learn from them yeah yeah learn which rules you can break and which ones you can't you know? yeah yeah you be know. be open-minded yeah that's yeah. really what it's about you know because the more open-minded you are especially if you're cre creative mm -hmm. then you reach more people because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. if you're only doing one thing then you know you you uh you only cater to certain people, or right. it only resonates with certain people. You get stuck in a group that yeah. maybe you didn't want to be. Yeah. Just, just be open. Try not to be an asshole. And, mm -hmm. uh, have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about uh, Mike. What you said to the to that group of uh, students. Uh, <laughs> you were like, because I think I was like, oh, like hang in there. I yeah, remember yeah. grad school, and like this is, you know, it's fun, and you'll get through it. And you're like, no, you guys are all fucked, and like, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Well, you know, I like to stir the pot. <laughs> go to Scripps. You know what I'm saying? They go to a really good school. Yeah. They're fine. They'll be fine. Yeah. They're not. I'm not. We're not at Elac. Not working class people. I mean, maybe they are working class people. I don't know. Maybe they got. You know, but you know mm. what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like, still, I'm going to bust their balls because yeah. they're at a really nice fucking college. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I'd never been on that campus it's beautiful. until that night. And I was like, dang, this is a fucking amazing <laughs> fountain. Yeah, like, nice. I feel like I was at Hogwarts and shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wasn't uh, the first time I heard uh, a bandmate, not Mike, but just a bandmate in a situation where we were... Presenting or playing music for a group of students. Mm -hmm. The previous one though was for a bunch of like little kids, mm -hmm. and one of my bandmates said, "Yeah, so we play music. Don't become a musician when you grow up." Wow. You know, <laughs> uh, I will. I will just say this: you, you can do, you can be a musician if you want to, but it is really difficult. But it is also very satisfying. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. It's like yeah. the, in the tradition of mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be cowboys. <laughs> True. But if you are, if you will become a cowboy, better learn, learn the, the craft. The horse, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you gotta learn to draw. Bust. Shoot. Yeah, all that shit. <laughs> Get up at six in the morning. Do <laughs> you guys have any gigs coming up? We do not have anything scheduled mm. at the moment. Uh, we're about to maybe not about right, but no, we don't. Mm. We don't. 
That's why, like, every time I see you play, like, I have to take advantage. I'm like, oh, can I make this one or not? Like, yeah, right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a rarity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a it's a precious rarity because oh, yeah, because not to not to fanboy out, but you guys are one of my favorites, especially coming out of LA. Cause we appreciate it. No one really, not to my knowledge anyway, does this style you know or these styles like it's yeah i don't i don't even know what our style really yeah, is. yeah it's we just difficult to we just do it, it. In a genre. we just do it yeah. that's always a difficult like yeah. what genre are you and oh goodness i always have to just say all the different styles that we're influenced by mm -hmm. you know i can't pinpoint it to one specific yeah you're not one thing at least I just don't talk about it anymore. No, <laughs> I don't. Also, I also don't really like talk to many people. Mm. I've become a total introvert. Uh. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> <laughs> like it's me and my wife and uh -huh. unborn kid. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> cleaning. Yeah. Cooking. Yeah. <laughs> so you don't. Nobody knows you're a musician except uh, sometimes oh, yeah, when you play know. gigs. <laughs> It's yeah. kind of hard to miss. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tall, and you had that, that stand-up bass for a long time. You kind of, uh, you're uh, not using it anymore, huh? Oh, yeah, like the I last couple it. of times I've seen I you. Got, I got, I had really, well, another thing about being a musician, um, you got a lot of uh, repetitive motion injuries. Mm. So I got super bad tendonitis. Oh. And uh, I couldn't use my left hand, really. Oh, jeez. And it was on a gig with some other group playing super fast free jazz mm -hmm. and uh, it just the shit just stopped working Damn. so I was all fucked up for a while then I started playing bass guitar and it, uh, I played bass guitar and I, I got an uh, electric upright bass mm -hmm. but I also have I play really bad I played with really bad technique and I just super like super hard I play super hard with super high action so mm -hmm. you know yes. Yeah. It was bound to happen. But it was like a decade of that shit. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, it's, even if you play... It's bound to happen. It's mm. bound to happen. Yeah, everybody gets it. Everybody, mm -hmm. you know, So you just try to take care of yourself. I saw this one YouTube. I don't remember the guy. Pro, super pro shredder, R&B bass player. Mm -hmm. But real badass. He just said to drink a lot of water and uh, eat your vegetables. <laughs> That it he that's what that helped him because uh -huh. yeah. he had it real bad too and you know sort of do that and it does help it does with inflammation uh. you know? so, yeah drinking oh, water good. is definitely a key to a lot of things yeah I'm like totally giving the message to the youth you know, <laughs> the, the twenty to thirty year olds yeah. the thirty year olds are the youth now right you know yeah. Wear headphones too. That's the thing. That's another or earbuds. Earplugs. I earplugs. never did that. I lost yeah. Part of my my right side. Oh really? All those years. Yeah, I can hear better on my left, but I never got used to earplugs. But mm -hmm. yeah, wear your earplugs. Yeah, I also have a maybe a slight difference in hearing between the ears, but I felt like that happened to me. I never wear earplugs either. Yeah. And I'm a drummer. I might be deaf. I might be talking really loud. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> I was quite, gonna ask you, yeah, doing I'm percussion. Quite, like. I'm not quite sure, but uh, <laughs> but I feel like I lost my hearing after I got an ear infection, uh -huh. and uh, this is way back. Probably um, Edika and Mike will remember this this day, but it was a uh, Luna Soul Cafe 
And it was one of the last shows I think we played there because uh, they were trying to kick, kick them out and mm -hmm. they turned the power off and we continued to play Yep. without, mm -hmm. without the power. Oh, cool. And I think that, like the drummers and like stuff, like we just continued to do stuff or, mm -hmm. or whatever, but... Uh, Not I this had, band, this is with our... Another band, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I had a ear infection that day and... and Ever, ever since I got over that, like I, I haven't had another ear infection, infection since, honestly, but ever since that time, I felt like I lost my hearing. Dang. And it's been a long time, and I, I you know, I don't know how deaf I am, really. Uh-huh. But, but I play drums. Yeah. Still playing. And still playing well. And so I it's working and out. And I never use earplugs. <laughs> but so you should. Yeah. yeah. I, I've used them twice. I can count both times I've used them and then and one of the times I took them out immediately because I couldn't hear the band anymore yeah. so I was just like mm, they're gonna go they're gonna go yeah, yeah. I just I just can't hear you know it's like uh, there's you know drummers we, we bang on shit and if you put something in your ears you know mm -hmm. it really diminishes like the details. actual the, the actual detail of the sound and how hard you're really hitting yeah so you need a you need your full spectrum. I, I think the the full the few times that I did use them on a gig, some bandmates would turn around and be like, "Dude, like you gotta play louder. I can't hear you." I'm like, "What? All right, yeah. here it goes." <laughs> All right, you said it. Exactly. There you go, Buster. Cool. Well, hope, hopefully uh, you guys play another. I wanted to get you on a bill with a a duo friend. Uh, these friends of mine, they do. Uh, like the same thing it's like kind of laps kind of a country-ish kind of bluegrassy just all over the place uh, you can't really you know narrow it down but there's a lap steel there's a guitar there's cool. a drum kit huh. and I thought you guys would be great on a bill together yeah, I like maybe yeah. lap steel yeah it's, uh, yeah, it's always great cool to, to pair up with or you know be on a bill with people we've never played with mm -hmm. just new new things New mm -hmm. bands, yeah. I, I, I'm all for that. Mm. You know, instead of, I don't know, the same. Just to give the people attending the shows an experience. Yeah, yeah. And you always draw a crowd. It's so impressive to watch watch you draw a crowd because you don't play. You know, you're not playing every week. You're not playing. You know, maybe a couple of times a month sometimes, right? But like, yeah, always drawing a crowd. And I was thinking. This band that I that I mentioned before, it's like it's the same thing. It's like they play rarely, but when they do, it's like everybody wants to show up and you know make sure they can. So. You got to make them miss you sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Got to give them something to look forward to. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you thank so much. You. Thank you. Any other questions? Huh? Any other questions about music or anything? Uh, what are you listening to right now? What's on? Parliament movie? Funkadelic. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I just can't stop listening to it. So good, right? So good. I caught them in D.C. Uh, a couple years ago. And uh, George Clinton was just like, he kept handing the mic to the audience. He just wanted to smoke his joint and like not really sing anymore. And like everybody else was super into it. And he's just like, he's kind of chilling, you know? Yeah. It was still fun. Yeah. They put on a great show. There's like 30 people on stage. Yeah, I mean, their, their music is just fucking incredible. Mm. The Funkadelic stuff is really like, I love Parliament, but the 
funkadelic stuff, I'm just like, damn, that shit is so rock and roll funky. Mm-hmm. It just hits a certain spot you didn't realize. Yeah. yeah. So I've been listening to a lot of that lately. Mm-hmm. How about you? I've been... Well, I recently got a, <laughs> a record comic, a Iraquere record, mm-hmm. and I've been listening to a lot of that stuff, too, lately, because I... It kind of inspired me to visit, revisit those, um, that genre, or things like Latin, like uh, salsa, Afro-Cuban uh-huh. type thing. Um, yeah, but I, I want to get into other. I, I, I someone referred me to um, Puma Blue, which is really cool. I know that name. Puma Blue. Mm-hmm. It's more like soul R&B type thing. Mm-hmm. But I want to hear new, new music. Yeah. You know? New music. Uh, yeah. You catch yourself going to the same things as like. Well, just recently I got I have this record, Iraquere record, which I mean it's a huge influence on, on all, of, all us. of us. Mm-hmm. They're really badass. Uh, and you really can't go wrong. With yeah, they're. You really can't. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just uh, been looking like at uh, my other LPs. Cruz, and just other things like that. But I mean, I really like that's what I recently been listening to. But, mm-hmm. um, like, there's just so much. Yeah. Just, you know? So much to wade through for yeah. sure. Yeah. Will you, Mike? Bauhaus. Ba- yeah. Fuck yeah. Awesome. Bauhaus and uh, there's this uh, noise industrial. Well, kind of. I don't know how where, what genre to put it in. I guess it doesn't really matter. Lingua Ignata. Uh, yeah, this album. The album is Caligula. I was listening to that all summer. It's mm-hmm. super intense. It's like, uh, it's very, it's like, uh, it's like a black metal Catholic mass. Huh. And yeah, yeah it's she's kind of like, it's kind of like Fiona Apple meets Diamante Galas, but with like a like slow Sabbath tempo uh-huh. black Sabbath tempo like the yeah. really slow songs but even slower so a little piano on the doom and noise end. yeah it's like super doomy but yeah. it's piano driven uh-huh. so I was pretty obsessed with that pretty obsessed with that album. Uh, that and those two well Bau, like Bauhaus um, Bauhaus is like the fucking thing that's been with me the longest as far as music goes since Morrissey died um <laughs> 1987. Yeah, when he, he recently died, Morrissey. Mm. Uh, but Johnny Marr is still with us, and he's not a fucking right wing asshole. Uh, uh, I caught uh, Interpol and Morrissey in San Diego, okay. and I was just waiting the, the entire time, just like, he's going to say something stupid. He's going to say don't something do stupid. Yeah. Don't he do didn't. It. He, he did. I it. was amazed. He didn't do, like. He's watching himself. Yeah, I think, because it was like right after yeah. he said. It was like right Some before he like got sick. <laughs> <laughs> right before it hit. Right before, well, he's in San Diego, so, you know. He knew. He knew, <laughs> he knew not to. Yeah. <laughs> what did he say? People prefer their own race or something like that? Yeah, some crazy. Yeah. Uh, oh, the third thing. Oh, the, the, I listened to every day. I listened to the soundtrack of the movie Ron by Akira Kurosawa. Oh, yeah as composed by the Japanese composer Toru Takamitsu. Interesting. I to that soundtrack every day 
pretty much every day. Really? Just like one go around just to get, well, get the Well, no, I, li- I listen to track, uh, I think it's seven. Mm. Hell's <laughs> picture scroll. Well, because I'm a composer. Uh-huh. So, uh, like, that's, that's like on my fucking, like, like damn. Yeah, part of, <laughs> like part of your diet, the, right? Jack yeah. the shit. You know? <laughs> Not totally, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking work it around listening. Yeah. With the vibe. Inspired. You know? Be inspired. Totally. Yeah. Fucking A. <laughs> um, that's uh, awesome. Cool. Good to hear. Since we, you know, since we gave all this fucking advice and talked about the old days. <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been fun, guys. Thank, Thank you. Thanks again. Thanks for having us and, you know, interviewing us. Yeah. Allowing us to talk about, about anything. I just ask you random questions. Yeah. That's generally how oh, this goes great. for me yeah, anyway. Nice. Just, just chat, you know, cool. yeah, talk about music and Thanks then talk for about. all these years. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Can't resist. <laughs> and all you guys out there in Radio Land, we'll see you at the show. Podcast Land. <laughs> yeah, podcast, Spotify specifically. Radio Land. Uh-huh. The new radio. Spotify. Save your money. <laughs> Save your money. Save radio. Your money. <laughs> all terrestrial Shut radio up. now. <laughs> <laughs>